tonight. If you have your Bibles, turn to Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16, and we'll begin reading in verse 16. I'm going to read a lot of Scripture here. I'm going to read the Scripture, and then we'll just go back. And um, But anybody that is familiar with the Bible, anybody that knows the Bible and has been saved any length of time knows knows this passage of scripture they know about Paul and Silas and and what happened to them and uh, the things that they went through but even in their valley their darkest moment they didn't give up they done some things and something great came out of it and it just makes I just it makes me think that even though we it seems like we're in some of the darkest times or some of the we don't know what tomorrow holds we're one phone call away or one piece of bad news away from my whole world turning upside down but he's still God and um he's he's never going to turn his back on us and the title of my lesson tonight is going to be Three Things to Do in the Midst of Trouble. What do you do when trouble comes? What do you do when you, you seem like you're in the darkest moment of your life and you just, don't, you just don't know? It's real easy to get discouraged. It's real easy to have pity parties. Lord knows I've had my share over the last month. But uh, what do you do when you're in the midst of trouble? Acts chapter 16, verse 16, And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination, or however that goes, met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us, and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. If you're truly saved tonight, and you have God living in your heart, somebody somewhere ought to, ought to be able to see something in your life. They ought to be able to say, That man or that lady is different. They've, they've got something about them that is different. And Paul and the rest of the men that were with him, the people knew something was different about them. Um, they had a testimony. They led people to Christ. They showed people the way of salvation. And this did she many days, but Paul, being grieved, Turn and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. Boy, can we... Anything's possible in the name of Jesus, ain't it? I mean, you can do anything. Anything in the name of Jesus. There's not a thing we can do tonight. If we try to do things, if we try to handle things, we will mess it up. We'll make it worse than it... Ever, ever was, but in the name of Jesus, anything is possible. Anything can happen. 
Um, and when her masters saw that the hope of their gains were gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers and brought them to the magistrates, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe being Romans. That's the thing. If you live for Jesus, if you have that testimony of Jesus Christ, and you claim to be saved, and, and you live it, you're going to suffer persecution. People are going to, they, they're going to call you names. They are going to criticize you. They're going to say that you are different, but we're supposed to be different. Amen? And um, they are, you'll find out who your true friends really are once you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. All these friends, young people, listen. All these friends that you think may be friends now, you start living for the Lord, you start living for Christ, you sell out to Him, and you'll find out quick who your true friends are. They will turn their back on you. This world will criticize you. They will throw stones at you, so to speak. You know, and um, but the main thing is to stay focused on Jesus Christ. And um, verse 22, And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safe, safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. That's just basically saying they put shackles on their feet. They were thrown into prison after being beaten and being stripped of all the clothes. You will suffer, suffer persecution down here on this earth if you live for the Lord. If you profess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it's, you can go around and say God all, all day long. People won't say anything to you about saying God. But you, you proclaim the name of Jesus and then that's when persecution. And Paul and Silas suffered it here. They could have gave up. They were beaten, they were naked, they were thrown into prison. They could have gave up. They could have said, okay, Lord, we've, we've suffered all this and we, we just don't know what else to do. But they were examples. They, they done some things in the midst of their darkest trials, in the midst of the darkest time in, in their life they done three things. And these are the three things I want to give you tonight. What to do in the midst of trouble. When you find that you're in your darkest hour, you have nowhere else to go. You don't know what else to do. Your whole world's turned upside down. What do you do? First of all, number one, you pray. 
verse 25. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. They prayed so loud, they were so voiceful that the other prisoners heard them. What a great testimony to have. How do we act when things go wrong? You know, as Christians, people are constantly watching us 24-7. We, I heard a statement one time, and it's one of the truest statements I've ever heard. We are, for some people, we are the only Bible they will ever read. And we, I know we're human, and the first thing we want to do it's just water and self-pity and just, you know, just soak and just just get down and just be depressed and say, woe is me. And again, I have done plenty of that in the past month. Trust me. But when you're going through your darkest time, your testimony can shine the brightest it's ever shined. And you'll see later on in this story, due to Paul and Silas's testimony, something tremendous happened later on in this story. But they prayed. They never gave up. They turned to the one person that could take care of any problem they had. They knew that if they prayed to Jesus, if they prayed to God, that He would take care of them. He would hear their prayers. And that's all we have to do. We have to have that faith. And faith, sometimes, it's, it's hard to have faith, isn't it? I mean, when it seems like your whole world's turned upside down and crumbling apart, it's hard to have faith. But that's when our faith ought to increase the most. There's nothing, there's nothing that Satan can throw at us there's nothing that the world can throw at us that's more powerful than prayer and getting alone and turning it over to our Lord and Savior. There's nothing more powerful than Jesus Christ. And Him handling, He can handle anything. He's still the same God in the valley as He is on the mountain. He sees what we don't. When we, when we get that piece of bad news, he already knew what was coming. He ain't sitting up in heaven and saying, Jesus, Michelle lost her job. I don't know what we're going to do. He already had, he's already had a plan. Brother Jimmy having his surgery. He already had a plan. He knows he's got his hand on Brother Jimmy. He had, he had his hand on the dear brother and sister that was in that tractor uh, accident. It could have been a whole lot worse, but he was right there. The power of prayer is the most powerful thing there is. A lot of times we don't get the answers that we want or get the answers that we need or Give, get God's blessings because we don't ask for them. All God wants to do is He wants us just to ask Him. He wants us to talk to Him. If, if we're married, 
and we go several days and not talk to our husband or wife, then the other one's going to think, you know, what, what's going on here? He, he don't love me or something, something's wrong. <laughs> but, uh, but, and the Lord feels the same way. It breaks his heart that we don't talk to him like we should. Paul and Silas could have easily gave up, but they got on their knees and they prayed. And, and this goes along. I don't want to get way ahead of myself, so I'm going to go ahead and give my second point. It's in the same verse, verse 25, but after you pray, you praise them. It, verse 25 says, And at midnight Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. The prisoners heard them. They heard them praying. They heard them singing. They heard them praising God. And, and I'm sure they was like, what's going on over there? You know, what, what's happening over there? I mean, they have been beaten. They've been thrown in prison. But yet they're praising the Lord. They're singing. We all, if we don't do anything else, we ought to praise Him tonight for, for keeping us out of hell. Every single one of us deserved hell. But by His grace and by His mercy and His love, He died on an old rugged cross so we wouldn't have to go. And um, if, if we don't have anything else to praise Him about, I mean, every one of us tonight, I'm sure, has, I know we do, we are a blessed family. Um, we belong to a great church. And, and we have a good church family. And yes, I'm already calling y'all my church family. And we've already claimed it. I don't know if you claimed us or not, but we've already claimed y'all. But um, we're, we're blessed people tonight. We have plenty of food. We have clothes on our backs. We have a place to sleep. We have automobiles. You know, and we, we are blessed people. But if, if we don't have anything else to praise Him about, we ought to praise Him because He kept us out of hell. And, and in your darkest time, when it, when it just gets the darkest it's ever been, and when you're going through one of the biggest trials and, and, and valleys of your life, that's when you praise Him more. You, you start singing them songs. And you know, I don't know this. I'm going to put my little interpretation on it. But I believe one of the songs Paul and Silas were singing was, Thank God I am free, free, free from this world of sin. I've been washed in the blood of Jesus. I've been born again. Hallelujah, I'm saved, saved, saved by His marvelous grace. I'm so glad that I found out He would bring me out and show me the way. And we are free tonight. We are free from sin. We are free from this bondage. But I love what happens here when they start praying and they start praising. Verse 26, And suddenly there was a great earthquake, 
so that the foundation of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loose. You start praising the Lord and them chains of sin become loose. You, you get free from that bondage of sin. No matter what the devil throws at you, no matter what comes your way, you start singing, praying, praising the Lord, and it all just goes away. The devil will flee from you. And this world won't, won't have a part. They don't want to have a part of anybody. They call us fanatics. Well, that's okay. You know, you call me whatever you want to, but one of these days I'm going to be called to the marriage supper of Christ. Amen. <laughs> what a feast that's going to be. But they were singing so loud and praising so loud and praying so loud that it caused an earthquake. Now I've heard some people say, I heard some people say that was a coincidence. There's no coincidences. There ain't no coincidences with God. God sent that earthquake because they were obeying God God answered their prayers and sent that earthquake and opened them doors and loosed them chains. And verse 27, And the keeper of the prison, awakened out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. Now, back in the old time, I was studying up on this, Back in the olden times, if a prisoner escaped, whoever the jailer was, whoever, whoever was in charge of them prisoners would either have to finish their sentence or they would be executed. They would be killed. So when he woke up from his sleep and he didn't see Paul and Silas, then immediately he's like, I'm either going to have to take their place or they're going to kill me. So he was ready to kill himself because he didn't want to go through that. He didn't want to suffer that shame because it was a shame back then to let a prisoner escape. And, um, but verse 28, But Paul cried with a loud voice. He didn't just say, Hey, hey. He cried out with a loud voice. Almost like, hey dude, we're here. <laughs> we ain't going nowhere. And do thyself no harm, for we are here. You know, they could have escaped. They, they could have left. But as we fixing to find out, this ain't the end of the story, and they still had something to do. And for... For them staying and obeying God, we're going to find out what happens in the rest of this story. And I'm going to go ahead and give you my third point. This comes to the third point. All right, what do you do in the midst of trouble? You pray, you praise Him, and then number three, you proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. You tell someone about Jesus. And... We'll get um, verse 29. Then he called for light 
and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas. Immediately he seen what happened. He seen that they were still there. So what happened to them? He seen Paul and Silas's testimony. And through their testimony, what happened? He immediately got convicted. He immediately got convicted. And he said in verse 30, And brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? He immediately fell under conviction by watching Paul and Silas and their testimony and what they have done, what they, have, what they did in the midst of their biggest trial. And the jailer immediately fell down and said, What do I do to be saved? That's a testimony right there. Do we have that testimony? When we're going through some of the biggest trials, when we're going through things, can people still see Jesus Christ in us? I know I have lost family members. I have lost friends. And I'm sure y'all do too. Do they see, do my family members see Jesus Christ in me when I'm going? Do they see Jesus Christ in me anytime? But do they see Him when I'm going through the deepest trouble? How we act in the midst of adversity could be the difference in a person getting saved or staying lost. If they see us having fits, cussing, carrying on, getting angry, throwing fits, they'd be like, well, I thought he was a Christian. I don't want any of that. But if they still see us praising the Lord, still singing, praying unto God, then they, they might go off and say, I want what James has got. He's going through one of the most difficult times he's ever went through. And if he can still praise the Lord, I, I want what he's got. It's, it can be a difference. We can let our light shine no matter what circumstances. I mean, even the hard times is we can still praise and glorify Jesus Christ and be a witness and have a testimony to people. And, and it could draw them to the Lord. One of these days we may meet somebody and they said, I seen how you acted when you were going through what you were going through. And the Lord started dealing with my heart and I got saved. What a blessing that would be. And um, verse 31 Here's Paul's answer to the jailer's question. I love this verse. And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. Didn't say anything about you have to go through a 12-step program. Don't say anything about you have to join a church. You have to do this. You have to do that. It's just one little simple thing. Believe. On Jesus Christ. You know, I'm going to chase a rabbit here just for a minute. Because I don't get to chase rabbits much. So why I'm up here. But a lot of people 
will tell you, you go out witnessing the people. Oh yeah, I believe in Jesus. I believe in God. But you know what? There's a difference in believing in and believing on and having Him in your heart. People tell you, there's no, nobody's lost anymore. Everybody tells you, oh yeah, yeah, I, I believe in Jesus. I believe in God. Well, where do you go to church at? Oh, yeah, I go to church oh, down here on Reasonable Free Will Baptist. Oh, yeah. Who's the pastor? Well, you know that guy that pastors down there. He's been down there for a while now. I said, yeah, what's his name? Oh, well, you know who he is. I mean, they couldn't, I mean, they couldn't tell, you, tell you who it is or, or anything. And it's, it's, it's sad. It, it really is. But there is a difference in believing in the devil believed and trembled. And um, it's a difference in believing and, and having them. Uh, believing in and believing on. You believe on Jesus Christ. That He died on the cross. That He was buried. And then He rose again. And that last part is to me the most important part. He rose again. Because if it had stayed in that tomb, all of that would have been in vain, wouldn't it? But due to Paul and Silas' belief and due to their faithfulness and their testimony, this guy got under conviction and he got saved. Now what would have happened if Paul and Silas would have just gave up? If they, if they would have just said, you know, we're done, you know, We've, we've suffered too much. We, we can't do it anymore. If they'd have just gave up, then it would have, that jailer would have never got saved. But by them keeping on and doing what they were supposed to do for the Lord and worshiping the Lord, praising the Lord, praying, the jailer got saved. And look what else happened. Not only did the jailer get saved, verse 32 and they spake unto him the word of the Lord. That's where the proclaiming the gospel comes in. They, they gave him the gospel. They gave him the word, Jesus Christ. And that's, all we're, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to go out and proclaim the gospel. Pro, proclaim the name of Jesus. Tell the, tell the lost and dying world about Jesus Christ. Because we will be held accountable when we stand before the Lord of whether we do that or not. And, and I know I can't speak for anybody else, but I really fall short when it comes to that. I, I really do. And, um, but verse 33, And he took them the same hour of night and washed their stripes and was baptized he and all his straightway. So not only did he get saved, but he brought him back to his house and his family got saved. All, all because Paul and Silas minded the Lord, done what they were supposed to do, and had a testimony. The whole family got saved. We have a testimony to to give. In, in, in our darkest times, I know this world 
it just it, it gets so bad sometimes. And and we just we feel like I know I feel like, you know, come quick, Lord Jesus. I mean, you know, I, I don't know how much more we could take. But while we're down here, we do have a responsibility to give our testimony, to be a light to this world. And even if, even if we don't go around telling people our actions, me and Michelle has a saying, actions speak louder than words. And even with our actions, how we act in the midst of adversity could be a difference. And so if one of our lost loved ones or one of our family members getting saved or not. Do we don't have to be defeated. We're not defeated. I've read the back of the book. We're on the winning side. And um, we don't have to be defeated. No matter what we're going through, we pray, we praise Him, and we proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Stay in this book right here. Stay in this book. A lot of people, I've had people tell me, well, it seems like the Lord never talks to me. It seems like I, I don't know what to do. The Lord is just far away from me. He seems like I hadn't heard nothing from the Lord in weeks or months. Well, have you read His Word? Have you, have you been in the Bible? That's how the Lord talks to us. We talk to Him through praying. He talks to us through this. Stay in this. Stay on our knees. And no matter what, there was a song out, and I don't know if anyone in here sings it or not, but it's a song called Praise Him Anyway. And no matter what the situation, just praise Him because He is worthy to be praised. And we never know by us doing these things and, and letting our light shine and our testimony out through these hard times, it may affect one of our lost loved ones, one of our friends, or somebody else getting saved. Amen.